Hi everybody, welcome back to From Sketch to Success, the podcast all about being a designer and creative. My name is Claire and I'm a graphic designer from Vancouver, BC. Today we're going to talk about how to price your freelance work. You know, so many people ask me, what do I charge? How much do I charge? Whether you're a designer or a client, people ask me all these questions and there's so many factors that people really don't consider and I kind of wanted to point all these things out for you guys to help you better understand why designers are expensive or maybe you don't even know what to charge for yourself. So that's what we'll be covering today. So we're going to start off at the base and add in all of these factors that need to be considered and that's how we'll determine our freelance pricing. So I like to start at the very bottom and that is what makes you qualified to be a professional designer? What makes you qualified to get paid for this project? Um, Do you have a lot of knowledge on this from being self-taught or are you educated by going to um, school for this? And both have merit, both are totally fine. I just did a podcast on this, so if you want to go back and listen to my last podcast, I go in more detail about all of this. But long story short, having an education allows you to have a little bit of a higher price. You know, you've studied this for years, you have a certificate, a degree, a diploma that says you have completed these courses, you have the knowledge, you put in the studies, and that's how you can kind of have a starting point. So if you've gone to school, you're automatically able to charge a more professional rate. Um, Then um, I like to consider is, is this how I make a living or is this a side thing? You know, are you working full-time somewhere else, doing retail or whatever that may be, and do you do design on the side, slowly building up your clientele until you can have this as your full-time career? Or is this how you make your living? For me personally, this is how I make a living. I don't do anything besides graphic design. So any money I need to earn is through design. And that's how I pay my rent for my groceries, my phone bill, etc. So that automatically also allows you to charge more because you need to survive. You need to pay for these things, right? So that's kind of a really good starting point. I'd say. So we're going to start off at the very bottom, at the baseline, and then we are going to work our way up the ladder of factors to help us determine our pricing. So the first thing you need to ask yourself is what makes you qualified to charge for your work? Did you go to school? Are you self-taught? Where did you get your skills and knowledge from? If you've gone to school, you're able to charge a little bit more than somebody who has not gone to school. I just did a whole podcast on that. So if you want to get more details and insight about that, I recommend just going back to listen to that podcast. But um, generally, the higher level of education you have, the more you can charge because the longer you've studied, the harder you've studied, the more time and work you've invested into your knowledge. The next thing you need to think about is, is this how you make a living. Um, for me personally, I don't make any money doing anything else. All of my money comes from designing. So that's how I pay my rent. That's how I put food on my table. That's how I take care of myself. If you have 
another job and this is something you do on the side, you know, that's going to kind of vary your pricing. For me, I have to make sure the work pays off so I can pay my rent. Um, I can't charge too low or else I won't be able to pay my bills. So that's something you need to think about. Now moving on, you need to think about your experience level. So have you worked for many years as a designer? Um, what kind of projects have you done, etc.? So, you know, you don't have to just look at the length you've been designing from. You know, if you've been designing for one year, but you've done some major projects, some big projects, your work is out there, um, you know, that's more important than if you've been a designer for five years, but you only do a couple projects a year that aren't even really that big or of value. So experience doesn't just come with time. Experience comes with doing it. So as long as you're consistently designing, you'll, you'll be growing and therefore you can up your rates. So think about how long you've been designing. Think about your experience level. Think about your projects. Um, I like to consider not only my career as in working at a company, but also my freelance career. You know, up until this past fall, winter, um, I did not have steady freelance work. I got them, you know, every couple months I got a project. So, you know, I charged lower rates for my freelance work. I didn't make too much money off of it. But now that I'm doing it more and more, um, I'm able to up my rates. So now that you've determined what level you're on in terms of knowledge, skill, experience, capability, you now need to factor in your expenses of being a designer because it is not cheap. <laughs> um, first off, you need to think of how much does your software cost you? Um, the Adobe Creative Suite is 30 US dollars a month or 40 Canadian dollars per month, which is about $500 per year. I also pay for the Sketch app, which is $100 per year. So I'm already $50 a month or $600 per year in terms of software alone. I also have very expensive hardware. I have a 27-inch iMac desktop computer, which I love. It was definitely worth the money because I knew that this was going to make me the most efficient designer I could be. I needed a large screen since I like to have so many tabs open. I also have an iPad and an Apple Pencil. That costs money. I also have my phone so I can communicate with my clients. I also have a laptop. All of these things cost money, so you need to remember these things. Um, also, I pay for internet um, so that I can work and communicate with my um, clients and source content. You know, these are things that I need and cost me money. If you're doing this full time and this is your full income, you need to factor in how much it costs for rent, how much are your utilities per month, how much money do you spend on food, how much is your car if you have a car. You need to also consider your healthcare like medications or glasses if you wear them because you're probably staring at a screen all day since you're a designer. All of these little things add up and you need to make sure that you're at least breaking even. So you have to keep all of that stuff in mind. As you can see, it adds up really, really fast. Um, the next you need to think of is your client expenses as well. So if your client lives an hour away and this is a client that you need to travel to all of the time, this is something that you need to consider. 
For example, um, I do some contract work for a company, a small um, education company. It's about 45 minutes away from me. And when I first got this contract, um, it was right out of school. It was $20 an hour, and I thought that sounded great. But then I soon quickly realized how much wear and tear I was putting on my car, how much time I was spending in the car, all this gas I was going through. I needed to maintain my car more frequently because I'm going through brakes and oil. All of these things added up so quickly, and it quickly became um, apparent that I wasn't even making enough money doing this because it was costing me so much money to get out there. So I actually had to increase my rates because of that. Um, you know, you learn from your mistakes, I guess, but um, I'm a little bummed out that I didn't know to think of that beforehand um, because it ultimately ended up costing me money. You know, you also need to think of the, the time that you're spending on these clients, etc. So I always write down the kilometers that cost me. Um, consider your car insurance. Are you financing your car? All of these things you need to write down and add up as well. So... Once you've written out all of your expenses and you add it all up, you're going to come up with a total. And that total is the bare minimum you need to make as a designer each month just to break even. Anything less means you're going to be losing money. You know, you need to remember that freelance work is very unstable and it's very inconsistent. It's not like you're getting a paycheck every two weeks. You know, you can go very long periods of time without getting a payment. Uh, for example, I usually take 50% of the payment up front as a deposit and then I get the remainder of the payment at the end before I transfer over the files and sometimes the project can be 60 days so I get a payment at the start and then 60 days later I'll get that final payment. So I need to make sure I'm pricing my work in a way that I'm not going to be caught short um, within that time. I'm still able to pay my bills. So that's something you need to keep in mind. Um, if a client is doing like a one-off project, obviously you're going to charge a little bit more. If you're getting consistent work where you're guaranteed X amount of hours from a client each month, you can lower your rates since you're guaranteed that kind of income. And to keep yourself safe, I always include that in a contract. So if a client wants 10 hours per month, they're going to get a cheaper rate. And then I put it in a contract saying you get this many hours at this price um, on a monthly basis for X amount of months. And then that way I'm guaranteed, I know, bare minimum, they're not going to pull out and say, oh, we don't want to do that anymore because then they got the cheaper price and they don't have to continuously pay you. So I always put it in a contract so that they're locked into their word and I'm locked into my word and I know that I'm going to make this money no matter what. So this next step is where it starts to get a little bit more tricky, but you now need to determine what the value of your work is going to bring to your client. If your client is going to make a lot of money off of your work, you need to be compensated for that. Branding design is going to add a lot more value than say a menu design. Why? Because branding is a company's identity. This piece of work is what portrays the company's image and message in just one icon. It gets applied to anything from a storefront sign to a pencil, maybe a billboard or a t-shirt. A menu is just an itemized list designed in a way that gives the viewer an organized read. So it's not going to add the same kind of value to the business than branding would. 
Sometimes I've spent more hours on a menu design than I have on branding, but that doesn't mean I charge more for the menu because it's about what that value is going to add to my client's business. Another example is designing a logo for storefront business has a lot more value than opposed to a logo design for somebody who runs an Instagram business. This is because the storefront has more publicity. It needs to be eye-catching to strangers that are passing by, whether they're tourists or locals. It's applied to a large signs, business cards, a website, t-shirt, etc., where you need to research their competitors and make sure that your work is going to be spot on. And because it's applied to so many mediums, like a 15-foot sign and maybe even like a tiny little pencil, you need to make sure everything works on all of those sizes and applications. Whereas somebody who's just doing some Instagram business, it's probably going to be applied to just their display picture and maybe some business cards. So it's going to add a different value. When it comes to pricing your work, there are two ways you can go about it. You can either price hourly or you can price per project. Both of them have their pros and cons and I've tried both and I've definitely learned my preferences, but I know other designers that have different preferences than I do. So if you're going to price hourly, this is a really good way to ensure that you're gonna get a fair pay for every bit of work that you're doing. I personally don't like to price by the hour anymore because I ran into a couple problems. The first problem was that um, my clients would drop their jaw when they heard what my hourly rate was. It was a completely fair rate and honestly a little bit lower than average, but people are used to working normal jobs on normal pay skills. And when they see what a designer charges for a one-off project, it kind of scares them away. But like I said, you need to think of all of those expenses alone that go into just being a designer. You need to cover those costs and then you still need to make money for yourself and that's why the costs are a lot higher. People also like to stick on a budget and this is completely fine, but this is where I ran into a couple other problems. I had a client that was giving me steady contract work. It was actually the first contract job I got outside of school and I still work with them. It's been almost three years. Um, it's a really good way to consistently make money on the side, um, which I absolutely love. Anyways, since I got this contract very early on in my career, I was getting paid $20 an hour, which was a fair rate for the type of work I was doing, plus where I was at in terms of skill and my experience. He asked me to design a logo for him, which I was obviously happy to do, but it didn't really sit well with me that I was making around $20 an hour for this since it added so much value to his business. I didn't say anything because I didn't really know how to stand up for myself then, and so I did the work. But as we were going through the process, he would start to limit my work by saying, only spend two hours on this, or don't spend more than an hour on this, please. So not only was I not getting paid a fair rate for the type of work I was doing, he was also limiting me. And this was hard because it didn't allow me to go through the process I needed to go through to break through that creativity block and to really get that process and creativity going and flowing. Um, so my work wasn't very great and he wasn't happy with it and honestly neither was I because I felt like I was failing and I barely made any money doing it as well. If you take this route, um, your clients are still want, gonna want to know what the cost will be. So in order to figure that out, 
um, you're going to need to figure out how long the project is going to take you and then you're going to add, add a bit of a buffer. So if a project is around 10 hours, I would say it would take 12 to 14 hours just in case. And then if you do it a little bit faster, it saves them money. And then if you need to go a little bit over time, they're not upset that the price is a bit higher. So pricing by the project is what I find the easiest way and the simplest way to get things done. I find that clients um, like to know a hard number to work with. I get emails every day saying, hi, how much for a logo? It's obviously not that simple, so I need to ask them a lot of questions in order to give a proper quote um, because of all the factors we've talked about earlier. But people like to know exactly what something will cost them. Nobody likes surprises, especially financial surprises, especially financial surprises that cost them more money than expected. Um, so I find pricing by the project is the best way to work with a client. Um, how I price by the project is I figure out how long a project will take me and I multiply that by the hourly rate that I want to make and that's how I get my number. So my hourly rates are actually different and it depends on the value of what my work is going to bring, like we've said earlier. So my branding hours are a lot more than just my general design hours for like packaging design or brochures or menu design. Um, the downfall of pricing by the project is that if you miscalculate your time, it's going to cost you and not your client. Um, but this gives you room to go through the process that you need to go through. I've gotten really good at budgeting my time for the most part, but I do still make mistakes. For example, last night I was working on a website mock-up for a client and I budgeted a certain amount of hours. Um, when I gave the quote and, um, you know, I got my deposit and I blew through the entire um, budgeted hours just working on the homepage and I haven't even gotten to the three other pages that need to be designed yet, sorry. Um, so ultimately I lost out because I can't go back and say, hey, it's going to cost two or three times more money now. That is my fault. Um, but I find that I have clients that are so easy to work with and um, you know the project just goes through perfectly as planned and I end up making more per hour. So at the end of the day, I find it all kind of evens itself out in the wash. So don't worry too much if you make a mistake. It's a learning process. You're going to make your mistakes and um, it'll help you be better for the next project. So finally, some tips and suggestions to help you get started on your freelance journey. Um, number one, if you're brand new to freelancing, I would start at $20 an hour, no more. Um, this was a rate given to me by multiple instructors when I was graduating school, and they knew I had a year and a half working experience behind me as well. Um, anything more, I would say you're going to harm yourself in a way. Um, you need to realize that your experience isn't just experience in design work, it's your experience with dealing with clients too, because that is a totally different realm of um, work. You're going to make mistakes and your clients will be unhappy at times, and that's okay. That is why your rate is going to start on the lower end. You know, clients will understand that they get what they pay for. If they're happy that your rates are lower, they're going to have to realize that mistakes will happen. You know, even if you're charging like $200 an hour or something ridiculous like that, you know, mistakes still happen. Um, we're only human. 
but you know, give yourself that room to make mistakes by charging a little bit on the lower end. And $20 an hour really isn't that low um, for certain projects, especially if a project was 10 hours, that's $200 for the project, which is really, really good. So I would start at $20 an hour. The next thing when it comes to freelancing is this took me so long to learn too. I really don't know why it took me so much time to really figure this out, but um, break down the project. I'm pretty good at budgeting my time regardless, but once I started to break down every step I needed to go through and write down how long each step was going to take me, it was very eye-opening with how much work that goes into um, designing. You know, I've been doing this for years and I don't know why it took me so long to figure that out. It's honestly a little bit embarrassing, but it will be very eye-opening and you'll be able to figure out your work so much faster. And then if a client comes to you and goes, that's a lot of money, you can show them every step you need to go through and how much time that's going to take. And then hopefully they'll be more understanding. Generally, they really are. I also would be careful when it comes to lowballing yourself. This, again, was something I really, really struggled with. Again, I don't know why it took me so long to figure this out, but... You know, I have a very hard time asking people for money. <laughs> I don't know why I have such a hard time doing this. Um, and I almost devalue myself and my work when I price too low. Honestly, if I could design for everybody for free, I honestly really would. And there are so many passion projects I do for free just because I'm so passionate about it. Um, I really, really love what I do. I'm not in it for the money whatsoever. So when it comes to charging, I find it so, so difficult. Um, and so I always kind of give a lower number than expected. Um, even if I break it all down and add it up and I look at the price, I'm sticker shocked at myself. And then I bring down that price. And that's what I quote people, which has bit me in the butt far too many times because people start to bargain and try to... Um, bring down the cost again and then at that point you're really losing money. Um, I had a client that I quoted $750 for a branding project. This was well over a year ago. Um, it was for a storefront business so um, you know this was a very fair price honestly. It was very very cheap and you know I've been designing for years. They asked me if I could do it for $200 and I said absolutely not. Um, then they went and found somebody else to do it for $200 and a year later they came back and said they don't like the work that they paid for and they want to work with me. Um, my rates had gone up quite a bit but I still gave them that same quote and they came back to me again saying it was way too much money and if the, I could do it for like under 500 bucks. And I pointed out all the time and effort it was going to take and that I was going to lose money. And they were still not happy about it. You need to understand those people are just a write-off. They're not the clients you're going to want to work with because they don't value your work and they don't value you. Don't take it personally. It's just the type of person they are. So I wouldn't even bother to waste your time. I know it's really hard when you're trying to build... Um, a client base and a portfolio you will kind of want to take anything you can get and of course we all want to make money um, and it's exciting to get these projects but I have quickly learned it is far more worth my time to walk away from somebody 
and not make that kind of money than to get myself into that kind of work with somebody who just doesn't value it and that's going to, at the end of the day, I'm just going to lose a lot of money off of it. They're not going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy. The projects usually don't get completed. It's just not worth the time at all. Something else you need to remember is your experience, like I said before, isn't just based on um, your design work. It's also based on your client work, but it's also based on the type of work. So if you're always doing branding, your experience is going to be really, really good on that and you can charge a lot more. Then if somebody was like, hey, I want branding as well as a website and this is your first website you've ever done, your price is going to be very, very low for that website because you, again, you're kind of starting at square one, you're, you're learning, you're going to make mistakes. It may take you some extra time to navigate that and that's why you need to charge a little bit lower. So don't just take your overall experience of just designing or working with clients, but think about your overall work and where you are stronger in your um, work and in your experience. My last tip is... Um, Something that was a little difficult for me to start, but it's something that is very important, is if somebody takes into a partial hour, charge for for the full hour. So if I spent an hour and 20 minutes on something, I would bill for two hours. Um, This is something that a lot of people have been doing for decades. My dad was in this kind of industry, and I remember being very young, and he told me about this as well. So this is something that you kind of need to keep in mind. So anytime I need to make a revision, I bill an hourly rate. Um, So if a revision only takes me 10 minutes, I bill that hour. Um, And that gives me time if I need to take the full hour to make that kind of money as well. So um, don't just start breaking it down and be like, okay, I charge $20 an hour and I spent 10 minutes on this. And you start doing math and your total comes to $20.42 or whatever that number is going to be. Just remember that um, you can charge for the full hour and it's probably going to benefit you in the long run. So that is all the tips I have for you guys. I hope this kind of guided you into really thinking about how to price your work, how to really break it down, and hopefully this helps you um, become a better designer and get your career going. Uh, Good luck to you guys. I will talk to you guys in my next episode and have a great weekend.